0: Mel
2: God gives strength unto your people. You know, friends, sometimes we don't know where our strength is coming from anymore. Anymore. Let me just tell you, maybe some of you know it. There's a Hitler came to the Holy Land. And he fought in 1948. In 56 and he had two sons Two holy, holy sons 1967 One son Left this world Sanctify God's name The name of the Holy Land And now Jim Kipler Second son Joined his father Abraham In heaven And I heard the story from the person who has to tell the parents when God forbid the children die. He said they just didn't have the strength anymore. They're driving around the block five times, and how can you tell them? But regardless, finally they made themselves strong. They walked up. And they told him, Your society to tell you, your last son is also gone. You know what he did? Hashemoz Leamo Yiten. God gave him so much strength from heaven. He took a little bit of wine and he said, "Lachaim, my holy son. Lachayim, I envy you. You gave your life for the Holy Land. He said, "Lachaim" to his wife, Lachayim, lachaim. You were privileged to have two holy sons who give their life for the holy land. Hashem, oh.
1: J.M. in the A.M., uh, a song that was uh, emblematic, as um, many of us remember from 50 years ago of the Yom Kippur War, and one with a message of uh, God give us strength, give the Jewish people strength, but most, most certainly give the largest dose of strength to those of uh our brothers and sisters who are suffering because their loved ones have either fallen or are now missing in the war of um 5784 this is a uh, <clears throat> this is a tremendous and uh, most difficult a tremendously difficult period of time for the Jewish people, obviously, and everybody is on edge with this uh, current situation, but some of our brothers and sisters are going through exceptionally painful times. That's why we played that song. That was the incredible reaction of the parent saying Lechaim to the fact that his son's had given of their lives during the Six-Day War and the Yom Kippur War. It's an unbelievable, just an incredible uh, level of faith that is so hard to fathom sometimes. Right now, many of our brothers and sisters in Israel are going through similar situations, having lost children, having lost relatives, and uh, certainly, for those who don't know the fate of their relatives, for those who don't know if they're If their child is alive, if they were among the abducted, um, imagine what they're going through. Difficult times. Um, Difficult times as we've been hearing from so many guests of ours who've been joining us from Israel and have given us so much inspiration. Although it's difficult times, it's, uh, it's times that really bring out the best in the Jewish people unfortunately it takes this sometimes to do that but um the eternity of the jewish people is never in question and it certainly is not now yeah in fact if you if you didn't hear any of yesterday's show it's a good idea to listen to those conversations we had some really inspiring words on our broadcast i must say Jam and the am on a Tuesday on this seventeenth uh, day of um, October day number two in the month of Cheshvan. The year is five seven eight four, the brand new year of Tufshin Pei Dalid. Day eleven of this war brought to out brought to our brothers and sisters by the enemy in the most dastardly, savage, brutal way possible in a way that's still not believable. <sighs> Unfortunately or, or, or fortunately, we have the uh, video evidence to prove it. Um, we'll check in later on with our friends from Yad Ezra Veshulamit. As you can imagine, they are uh, in full swing in terms of trying to feed those in Israel who are in need. Uh, they they ha- they sent me a note explaining that, um, I mean, obviously food supplies are very difficult to come by, especially in the southern part of Israel, obviously. They have 14 trucks and four warehouses full of food that they're using to help people who are stuck in bomb shelters, not able to leave their home. Uh, they have sent trucks to the Tivot, Ofakim, and Be'er Sheva. Obviously those are very um sensitive areas, we'll put it that way. They're sending 50 more trucks to cities that are under fire. The army's also asked for water and snacks for soldiers in the front, which they, are, they continue to send to both the north and south. And they're looking for support from uh, all of us around the world. We have uh, featured them many, many times before on the air. You know that they are a, uh, a serious network of food distribution in Israel. Uh, you can go to uh, net slash food, Yad yadezra, E-Z-R-A, dot net slash food, and make a donation. And, um, and there you have it. We've discussed a lot of good causes to support during this war so far. We will continue to do so, and I hope that uh, everyone's able to Support, whatever causes you want, doesn't have to be the ones we're recommending, but continue to shower our brothers and sisters in Israel with the needs that they have. Uh, Continue to shower the soldiers with love and support in so many different ways. There are a lot of very, very effective campaigns out there that are bringing the soldiers what they need on the front lines, including the one we spoke about yesterday, Rav Ramon. What he's doing is pretty remarkable. Um, Yeah. So that's the story. That is the story. Uh, Andy Goldsmith's going to join us. The Amit uh, schools in Israel, you can imagine what they're going through. Uh, Certainly a good uh, indication of what all the schools in Israel are going through. We'll talk with uh, Andy about that and the responsibilities that the added responsibilities that the staff and the organization now has. Uh, Talk about a network that (laughs) has a proven track record. What are they, almost 100 years old, Amit? Maybe even more. I don't have to get the exact figure. Um, the are join us in the eight o'clock hour. Um, we'll speak to our friends from Yad Ezra Vashul at about 7.35. We'll get their perspective on what's going on and talk about the fundraising effort for food for those who are in need in Israel. And I believe, do we have confirmation already? I believe, uh, yeah, I be- well, we don't have confirmation yet, but we're awaiting confirmation. Yossi Balmul is going to join us at eight o'clock. He's got some as he always does, he's got some uh, very interesting takes on uh, on the current situation. Now, for those of you who didn't uh, see the latest news, a lot of people are avoiding uh, watching and listening to the news. Kolakavod to you, by the way. It's probably enhanced your life. I, I know the couple of hours break that I took uh, over the last couple of days uh, from the news was refreshing frankly and this is not at all to say that we don't all have a responsibility to follow what's going on with our brothers and sisters in Israel we do but no, no matter what we're doing, no matter whether we have the simplest task of you know sending support from here and davening and uh, and saying to Hillam for our brothers and sisters or, or people who have the most difficult task, obviously those under the most tense, Pressures you can imagine, our brothers and sisters in Israel, if you can get a break from all of this, it's it's really unbelievable. So I'm just saying that anybody who's purposely not paying attention to the news, I admire that, frankly. But anyway, you may have missed the fact that the President of the United States has announced that he's going to Israel, and that trip is supposedly taking place tomorrow. And I think the timing is fascinating. Uh, That's not the word I used off the air. I think it's certainly a bit bizarre. Uh, but I'm not the president and I'm not those who uh, I didn't, you know, issue the invitation to him. The prime minister of Israel did. And um, with all the things we're, we've been talking about in terms of the prime minister and his reaction to everything and how he's managing this war, I really wonder about that invitation right now to the president of the United States. But not for me to discuss. Uh, it's for our experts and uh, as soon as we have guests on that can, uh, that can address this, I'm sure we'll get some interesting opinions and analysis regarding what's happening this week with the president's visit more coming up it's tuesday it's jm in the a.m
3: So i
0: Es kommt schon good die to be able to be able to be able to be able to be Meet me. will give us life and help to see each other again. Dear brothers, dear brothers, we see you again. When we see you again, Fashion will give us life and help to see each other again. Dear brothers, dear brothers, never see you again. And never see you again. Basham will give us life and help see each other again. Dear brothers, dear brothers, never
4: see you again. See you again. Oh, she won't give us us. See each other again. be brother, dear.
1: Who to Green before that Shlomo Cats and you're listening to JM and AM hour number one on a Tuesday broadcast. The President of the United States expected to leave for Israel tomorrow. Well, let's continue to pray for our brothers and sisters in the front lines. Let's continue to pray for those who've been abducted and are being held by Hamas as um, kidnapped hostages in Gaza. Uh, let us continue to support good causes in Israel. We'll discuss some of them later on this morning. And, of course, we've discussed many of them so far here at JM in the AM. Um, oh, I may have mentioned, according to Avrami, I may have mentioned that uh, Andy Goldsmith of Amit is going to join us later on. It'll be at 8.30 rather, this morning, 8.30. I may have mispromoted uh, that with the wrong time earlier. So our uh, amazing friend Shlomo Katz sent me a video that many of you likely have seen already. Um, He was asked to send a message to all the parents of soldiers who are living abroad right now. Meaning parents of lone soldiers. And... um, He, uh, he indicated to feel free to forward this to whoever could use it. And um, I asked him, obviously, if we could play it on the air. And he responded in the affirmative. And now I just want to see if we, in fact, can get this on the air quickly. Um, let's see here. Um, all right, we'll give it another minute and see if we can get this going here at JM in the AM. Tuesday morning broadcast, thanks for joining us. Plenty more coming up. Yossi Baumel at 8 o'clock. Our friends at Yad Ezra Veshulah meet. You can imagine what they're doing these days in terms of um, trying to get food to the areas of Israel that need it, some of whom need it desperately. And um, we'll speak with them coming up here at JM in the AM. And uh, plenty more on this Tuesday morning broadcast. Here's that Achenu selection from Yoharam that we were talking about the other day here at JM in the AM. <laughs>
5: Wachen, kolbeit Israel. Antonin in Bethara und wasch ihr. Ha und din be bayama, u vem bayabacha and he came from my degree We had SLOWED We needed sunlight For Ahenu Kolbeit Israel Antonin Bezara Uvein Sarà levata un'afla le la
6: Amen.
1: J.M. in the AM with Yoram Gaon Acheinu here on a Tuesday morning broadcast J.M. in the AM So as we said Rabbi Shlomo Katz was asked to send the message to all the parents of soldiers who are living abroad right now this was the message that he sent here it is at J.M. in the AM Shalom Uvaracha to all the parents wherever
7: you are in the world my name is Shlomo Katz I live here in Efrat Eretz HaKodesh, I'm the rabbi of a very, very special, special family called Kila Chira David, and we have many of our boys and husbands on the front lines as well. First of all, and most importantly, I want you all to know that each of us give infinite amount of thanks for the chinuch that you gave your children to be Shomrei Vegibore Israel. I say that in the name of everyone here. More importantly, I want you to know that family, the Jewish concept of family, is something that is absolutely impossible to comprehend unless you're in the family. Your children are our children. As I'm sure you all know and have seen and have been very involved in, anything, absolutely anything that any of us can do, for any of your children, we're doing and want to continue to do, no matter what, no matter for how long. I also want to give you all, and giving myself chizuk as I'm speaking, not God forbid preaching, we're all just one cycle of chizuk to one another. If someone asks you, if you believe in the coming of Mashiach and you say yes, and then they ask you, well, how, how do you think Mashiach going to come? And you say, I have no idea. Then you don't really believe in Geula. According to the Rambam, if someone believes in the Kedusha of Am Yisrael, Emunah is the belief in the Kedusha of Am Yisrael that we can bring the great day. And your precious children who are igniting achdut, love and dedication to Am Yisrael like never before, we all believe in the Kedusha of the precious Chayelim. We could begin begin to believe in everything that we may have thought we believed in, but now it's one pulse, one pulse of emunah. In that zchut alone, Hashem yishmo al-kulam. And we should all merit to receive each and everyone back home with more love than ever before, with more achdut than ever before from my family to your family which is one family
1: from the Am Chai collection that just came out to give strength to give chizuk to everybody before that Shlomo Katz with his words regarding the um, soldiers who are uh, from other countries who are now in Israel and the chizuk that he is giving the parents those who've sent their uh, children thousands of miles away to fight on behalf of Israel and the Jewish people the state of Israel, the land of Israel. Pretty amazing. JM and the AM, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Just got a photograph from uh, Shmuel Sackett, a tefillin delivery of two pair of tefillin to his son's army base, one Ashkenaz and one Sfard, one according to each tradition. And now um, the soldiers who are stationed at that base We'll be able to put on tefillin each day. It's something that so many soldiers, even those who do not regularly put on tefillin, have asked to be able to do now during this wartime. It is amazing to see the increase of um, gestures, ritual gestures, ritual acts that people are taking upon themselves. Really commendable, really commendable. Uh, and, um, anybody who wants to contribute, I'm just making sure I have here all the information. (laughs) I'm giving you the right information. We have a lot of different pieces of information here regarding, um, regarding what's going on in Israel. Um, if you want to help specifically um, Shmuel second and his efforts, it's amroyhi.com Amroy with an O com, and if you, you could use the contact information there and um, they will give you information about uh, participating in this brand new fill-in initiative, which is not listed on the website because again it's brand new. Uh, Also, I call to your attention our friend Rabbi uh, Shai Graucher and Chesed Verachamim. The campaign has raised over a million and a half dollars. And if you look at the videos at the website on the charity page, it's just amazing what they're doing for our brothers in the front lines and families who've been stricken by terror in Israel. Uh, The videos tell the entire story. Go and check it out. It's charity.com, charity with a D, dot com slash chesed verachamim slash chesed with two s's verachamim v-r-a-c-h-a-m-i-m charity.com slash chesed with two s's verachamim v-r-a-c-h-a-m-i-m um what else did i want to mention to everybody Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Siegel Network app for Android and iPhone, and the comment away. And I appreciate those who have been in touch by app and all the other methods that people are using to stay in touch. Shmully Unger with the brand new Vikarev Pizurenu. This is JM in the AM. from Shmuel Younger to wrap up the hour at America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored digital radio. Around the world of webinar AlchemSigl.com on the network and of course on the beloved NSN app.
6: It's <coughs> all
1: the background to our news from Israel coming up. Bottom of the hour we'll check in with our friends from Yad Ezra Veshul Amit. They've got quite a campaign going on now as you would imagine. Uh, 8 o'clock for Yossi Baumol out of Israel. for Andy Goldsmith. The Amit schools are going through a very challenging time. They've been through challenging times before, but this is quite a uh, challenge. We'll speak with him at 8.30 this morning here at JM in the AM. And plenty more, of course, as you would imagine. Avrami is going to be speaking to us from Israel. Avrami will host a live lunch from Israel at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Make sure to be tuned in. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast is next.
6: You're listening to JM in the AM. berishon Monezek. במקביל בפעם השנייה היום תקרית בגבול לבנון-תל נונטט שעבר מוצב צהל מדווח כתבנו בצפון אדר גיציס על פי הדעת עובר צהל חוליית מחבלים ביצה ירי נונטט למוצב צבאי במצפה די שבצ בגליל במקביל 부צה ירי שקל על מספר מוקדים לאורך הגבול הצפוני בין היתר באזור חניטה כוחותינו ישבו באשרטילרית לעבר מקור ירי ובשלב זה נדרשים תושבים בגליל העליון בקרבת מרחב מוגן, سهل נמשכות אורי שם, האח הקטן של מיה שנחטפה לעזה ומש חמאס הציג תיעוד שלה, אומר לאמיר איבגי, אנו סומכים על ישראל וצרפת.
3: כל איך שהם ילדים, נשים, יש מלחמה, אבל גם למלחמה יש חוקים. זה בכלל אנושי, זה אפילו מפלצתי. צרפת מאוד אני רואה איתנו, נפגשנו איתם אתמול uh, לפני יומיים, וראיתי כמה חשוב להם היה לשמוע התצטדים שלנו בשביל לעזור לנו. כולם עוזרים לנו, אני סומך על צרפת ועל ישראל, החטופים. בקראת
6: ביקור ביידן, נשיא ארצות צפוי לנחות בישראל מחר בשעה עשר בבוקר לביקור של כחמש שעות ובשעה שלוש שהוא צפוי לעזוב את ישראל. עוד הוודר המדיני מציין כי הלוזה צפוי נתון לשינויים בהתאם למצב. במקביל הערב ייפגש ראש הממשלה נתניהו עם קאנצלר גרמניה שולץ בקרייה בתל אביב. בבית החולים הדסה בירושלים, סרבו לקבל מחבל חמאס שעבר להם לטיפול במעלה חלילה בלידי גורמי ביטחון, מבית החולים נימסר, בדסה לא תפלו או מתפלים במחבלים מהמלחמה. שר האוצר סמוטריץ' נפגש בשעה הזו עם נציגי המגזר העסקי ודן איתם במתווה פיצויים מתגבש. סמוטריץ' אמר לנוחים כי הוא פועל לסיים את גיבוש מתווה הפיצויים מענה מקיף להורדה למינימום של הבירוקרטיות והחסמים. תוך הא낙ת המאתפת הקולקלית אבויה מהASICים והעובדים ויחבנה לשמר משקפייל. יש שבועה יצטרכו תרנונ בardovet תקע ב Galei Tsal ואמר מיסרדם אמם שלה לא מתעקדים.
2: מיסרדם אמם שלה לא מתעקדים.
5: לא מתעקדים גם בשותף. אורית אסקו בשתיות שנה שלם. ממש מים שלה על כל מיני יננים שלא אצטרח תפיל בהם. כאשר את כתובה התאכה לkir. קורנו אמנו ומבינים מה השקנוט שיש לפתח שמיות ישראל. ונראה פה כל
6: זה גאה ביר עליה קלה בתמperatureות וële אחדות שורח או יבגלת.
5: Shalom bimro' mal hu Shalom aleinu. Osé Shalom bimro' mal hu Shalom aleinu. Osé Shalom bimro' mal hu Shalom aleinu. Osé Shalom bimro' Shalom aleinu.
4: Huu ya se
0: shalom, hu ya se shalom, hu ya se shalom ale.
5: lo malenu o shalom shallo de broma shalom
0: ya se shalom Ya shalom hu hu ya shalom ya shalom aleinu beko yizra I'm
8: Hello.
1: israel is right 20 years ago a song created to um increase jewish unity and to uh, bring artists together in an effort to um keep in mind those in israel who are going through really really tough situations and of course 20 years later quite appropriate to say the least uh before that with those shalom you heard shalom israel done by uh, the miami boys choir it's a jm and Tuesday morning broadcast, our friends from Yad Ezra Vashul Amid are going to be joining us. there in the midst of a, a brand new campaign to deliver even more food to communities in need in Israel. We'll discuss that coming up here at JM in the AM. Um, the Someone asked on the app about the um, campaign for the Tzvillin. Uh, the only suggestion I have, and I think it's a good suggestion is go to the website, amyisraelchai.com. Yisrael with an O, by the way. Amyisrael with an O, chai.com. And uh, use the contact tab. Uh, Get in touch with them, and I'm sure they'll tell you, they'll answer you, and they'll tell you exactly how you can contribute to the Tefillin Fund. They are trying to uh, uh, distribute as many pair of Tefillin, uh, two pair per base, um, Ashkenaz and Sefard, so that the soldiers who are requesting to put on filling every day, in fact, can do so. This portion of NSN programming is brought to you by our friends at AH. Abels and Hyman makes traditional kosher delicacies, pastrami, corned beef salami, and more. Old world classics, beef fry, kishka, and more. And modern, better for you kosher products, including no nitrate added, reduced fat, and reduced sodium hot dogs, plus many other unique items. This is the website at kosherdogs.net. Take a 10% discount with promo code radio and try AH today. And as we said yesterday, kudos to A&H for utilizing their social media platform in support of Israel. Um, I mean, there are many people obviously doing that, but uh, normally their social media platform is to, you know, sell hot dogs. Uh, and they've uh, they've uh, gone ahead and shifted to a, a message of solidarity with our brothers and sisters in Israel. Kalakavo to them and everybody who's doing that. There are many businesses, many efforts out there that are doing the same thing. Baruch Hashem. Um, we mentioned that the um, the the fund that Rav Rimon has established to try to get as much important commitment, important equipment, rather important equipment to uh, Israel uh, or, or to the soldiers. Uh, the uh, the fund that was announced in order to get as much uh, equipment as possible to the soldiers uh, that they need. Um, has a web address that you could use, and it's being done in honor of the Peretz family who are going through. Number one, they're going through a wedding tonight. Literally, one of their sons is getting married. One of their other sons has not been seen since Sheminiat when his, uh, his tank crew has not been heard of since then. So you can imagine what kind of situation that is. I don't even know if we can imagine it, frankly. Uh, so it's a mizrahi.org mizrahi.org slash um slash Tsevet perez mizrahi.org slash Tsevet, t z e v e t perez p e r e z so it's uh mizrahi.org slash Tsevet perez t z e V-E-T P-E-R-E-Z. President of the United States is heading to Israel, as we've been mentioning. Let's hope that works out well. Not quite sure what to think of it, frankly. But um, if it does if it does increase the desire for the United States to help Israel, then obviously I'm all for it. Let's hope. Let us hope. Um, all right. More coming up at JM in the AM. We'll do this one from. Uh, we will be. We will do this one. From, oh, there we go. Uh, Sorry sorry about that, Uh, truly. Uh, We will do this one from Aleif Tahar at JM in the AM. i um. a.m. and the a.m. leif tahar emeshkacheh tuesday morning broadcast don't forget Avrami is going to be speaking to us from israel he is hosting the 11 a.m. live lunch from israel if you want to uh, hear what he has to say regarding uh, being in arets taking care of his family everybody even those in Beit Shemesh like him are, are thrown into a, a much different situation than a regular day I don't even think there's school yet uh, for most of the kids in Israel so you could hear him uh, speak to us from Jerusalem or I should say from Beit Shemesh coming up at 11 a.m. Eastern time during the Tuesday live lunch right here at the Nahum Siegel Network ah, yes 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 um Rabbi David Goldwasser's words: Zechnishmas Arav Zevanavis of Olivi and Zechnishmas Esther Basar
9: of Olivi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with morning chizuk. Good morning. We learn in the parsha, Kedoshim Tiyu Ki Kadosh Ani Hashem Lukechem. How is it possible for a person to sanctify themselves, to become holy? We learn in the Talmud about a great Rebbe, Rebbe Menachem Bar Simai. The Talmud tells us that he got his name because he never saw the tzura of a matbeah, the form of a coin, in his life. What connection is there between a person who didn't see a coin and Kiddush and holiness? Rebbe Menachem Bar Simai was always afraid of a chashash of gazel robbery. He felt it was better not to be involved with money at all. Rashi offers a different reason. He explains that in the Tukufan Eretz Yisrael, the Romans were Oyver They used to engrave the various images of their idols on the coins. Mei Din, The truth is, according to the Aloha, it was permissible to use these coins because the coins were not intended to be used for Avodah Zorah. It was only the Avodah that was engraved on it. However, Rabbi Menachem Bar Simai, he was a great Chassid, he had an extra kedusha. He was machmir on himself that he shouldn't even see the tsura Samat beya, the form of the coin. The Talmud tells us that when Rebbe Menachem Simai was nifter, all of the Avodah Zarah that the Romans had melted like wax in the hot sun, even though they were of gold, silver, brass, copper, and stone. All of those priests of Avodah Zarah, they wondered was it possible for the coins to dissolve? They were told about this great tzaddik who avoided any exposure to the tzura samat beya, to the form of the coins. Today, as all of our thoughts, our prayers, and our minds are on Eretz Yisrael, we also have the power to raise ourselves up, to be like Rabbi Menachem Bar Simai and try as much as possible in matters of Kedusha to just be a little bit better. We are all so good, and everybody is doing so many mitzvahs and Hasadim and learning at this time. May we be zolcheh that just like at the time of Rabbi Menachem Bar Simai, he had a power over all that was evil, so too should Eretz Yisrael, should the Chayelet Tzva Li Yisrael be victorious in their great struggle for holiness, for the power of good, over the power of evil. May we all hear, This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a nice day.
0: Something on my heart, something on my mind. You know, it really wasn't easy to get to sleep last night. But with the morning sun comes a little bit of love. I open up my heart and let the feelings come. I am not from here. My soul fell from the sky. I think that's why I feel confused, lost and alone sometimes. But you are not alone. Now you can open up your eyes. i when you sing a solo amongst the angels
4: in
0: the sky. Big <laughs>
1: From the Shalshelos Reconnect Collection. JM in the AM. Just watching a live interview being done with uh, Congressman Richie Torres of the Bronx. Boy, don't you wish every Jewish leader would speak the way he does? Forget about other members of Congress. But how... Um, how morally sane he's been on this topic of the war in Israel. Anybody who might be constituent of his, and even those of us who are in New York who are not constituents, we should go out of our way to thank him and thank him in every way possible. Uh, I'm sure he's under tremendous heat, under a lot of pressure, speaking about Congressman Richie Torres, uh, to, to alter the way he uh, thinks about this uh, war that uh, Israel is going through right now. Well, our friends at uh, Yad Ezra of Shulamit, uh, in a typical day, a typical week, a typical month, as many of you know, uh, for years have been providing necessary food and school supplies and basic necessities to families in need in Israel. They have um, taken the uh, mission of helping those who are impoverished in Israel, especially the children. Um, they've taken that task very, very seriously and could only imagine what they're going through now with thousands of rockets falling in all different areas of Israel, obviously, specifically, uh, they are especially uh, very active in the South, quite obviously, truckloads, warehouses full of food that are being distributed everywhere. And um, again, we are, we are focusing on, the, uh, on whatever it is that we on this side of the world could do to help out. And we've had a long association with Yad Ezra Vashul Meet. So it's only natural we get them on the air and find out how this effort is going in Israel. Tfila Buxbaum, our good friend from Israel, is director of resource development for Yad Ezra Vashul Meet. And she is with us live via telephone here at JM and the AM. Tfila, uh, a pleasure. To, I wish it was under di- different circumstances, but a pleasure to welcome you back to JM and the AM. Thank you for having me. Um... Look, we know what Yad Ezra Vashul does on a typical day and how many thousands they're helping and how many children, especially between food, school supplies, and necessities, uh, you're assisting on a regular basis. But now Israel's at war. I would imagine that the moment the war started, you guys immediately uh, jumped into action to step up the efforts, especially for those communities in the South.
10: Well, I'll tell you what happened in the beginning was, you know, as you know, Israel was not prepared for this war. And the army did not have food for 300,000 people that they called up. And the soldiers were calling us for food. So the first thing we did was get food and water, um, commanders were calling us, to, to the bases. So we sent <clears throat> 17,000 bottles of food, I'm sorry, 17,000 bottles of water to uh, Be'er Sheva, and they asked for 8,000 bottles of water in the north. And we sent, you know, those cup of soup, those Hot noodles, you know, you add the hot water and and crackers and cookies and stuff just to keep them until the Army kicked in. So now the Army did kick in with the food, but we're still getting calls from the Army for water and snacks. So besides the food that we're trying to get to the people who are, you know, either in shelters or afraid to leave their homes, um, we're we're trying to get food, I'm sorry, not food, water and snacks to the Army. Thousands and thousands and thousands of bottles of water are needed. There's, there was a thousand um, soldiers in Gersheva needed water. What do you do? So we had a Shkach that We had bought thousands of bottles of water a month ago. a <laughs> yeah. So we had it in the warehouse that we could
1: send. And sure enough, you were able to distribute it. Pretty amazing. Um Some of us don't realize, it it just hit me yesterday when I was thinking about some of the towns that are not directly affected by what happened in the south. Obviously, there's a large area of Israel that's been evacuated. We're familiar with that, and people now have left the southwestern portion of Israel, uh, the areas closest to the Gaza border, to allow the army to do what it needs to do. But there are other cities that are still going through a regular day, so to speak, each and every day. Not that anything these days is regular, but you know what I mean. And they're under fire. And I'm assuming that it, it affects the supply chain. I'm assuming it affects the ability and desire of people to leave their homes if they don't need to. And I'm thinking of places like Netivot and Ofakim and Bereshev that you mentioned, and God knows how many other cities who simply need help when it comes to food distribution. Uh, how have you answered the call for those cities in the south that have not evacuated?
10: So that that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to send eighty trucks. we sh, we send we send out we have a fleet of fourteen trucks. So we're sending out trucks every day with food to those that are like you say, Afakim, um Niti vote, that they're not evacuated, but they're in the firing range. And we're getting them food and water, and we're delivering it from bomb shelter to bomb shelter, even Ashkelon, which is under heavy, heavy, heavy fire right now. They, um, they came to Nativok to get the food. The stores, the few day, last week the government said everybody should get three days worth of water and food in their homes. Right. So everybody bought out everything in the stores. It's People good. in the south, there's no deliveries. Right? There, obviously there's no trucks, there's no deliveries, there's no nothing. So nothing's being replenished. So even if they could get to the store, right, there's not much available, and they don't want to leave the shelters. You know, you have 15 seconds to get back in when you hear a sirens, and the sirens are going and going, so everybody stays inside. So we have to get food to these people. So we're going. We're going from bomb shelter to bomb shelter, from city to city, and we're getting food to people on the front lines. <laughs> i can tell you in new information. The government ordered 26 communities in the north to be evacuated. Right. We got to call. You know, can you help us find places for people to stay and send food to the place, to these people in different places? So, you know, we're we're fighting a war on all fronts, and yeah, we need we need we need to get food to people who just to survive the war.
1: I'm glad you mentioned that. By the way, this is something that we learned also over the last day that uh, some people listening may not be familiar with, and that's uh, northern cities, northern towns have been evacuated because of the potential of what Israel is going to need to do up north. So we're talking about a lot of people displaced. We're talking about towns, as um, as Tfila just described, regarding the supply chain to areas down south. They're going to go through the same thing now up north, and your help is greatly needed. So Yad Ezra Vashul Amit has set up a uh, It's a really, really easy uh, website <laughs> to remember, and I hope everybody out there uh, gives something. Because every time you give, you're literally giving food to the uh, underprivileged in Israel, to those in need in Israel, to those under fire in Israel, and uh, and of course to the soldiers that they're able to distribute water and snacks to in Israel. It's Yad Ezra E Z R A dot net slash food. That's it. It's Yad Ezra E Z ra.net/ slash food You use that address, and you're going to help people who are under siege right now. Uh, in terms of getting them uh, these trucks to get to their communities, so that the uh, uh, that the food could be distributed. And again, in terms of what the army needs—water, snacks, etc.—Yad Ezra Veshulamit has a proven track record, to say the least, when it comes to distributing food to the needy in Israel. The problem is that that list of needy has now grown like crazy because of the war. So do what you can and give what you can. Yad Ezra, E-Z-R-A dot net slash food. How many years are you living in Israel, Tefillah? I'm here 35 years,
10: 36 years, something like that.
1: So I would assume, uh, uh, understatement as they say, that uh, you don't remember anything that compares to the current situation.
10: No, we have not. We, listen, we're the Jewish people. we faced a lot of things. As Berkwood said, you know, we've been spoiled. We haven't had to deal with this kind of stuff. And now we see what we're dealing with. You know, it's par adam. I'm not going to translate. Anybody who understands Hebrew knows what I'm talking about. It's in the par shop. Par adam. Right? That's what we're dealing with. And, you know, we may be on the front lines, but this is happening to the entire Jewish people. We see what they want to do to us. Nothing has changed from the Holocaust. And... We need your help. We're on the front lines, but please open your hearts. Help us. Help us survive this war. We're going to survive. We're strong. We're the Jewish people. We're going to make it. Not because of the army, because Hashem loves us. We're going to see. It says in the end of days, you're going to see miracles greater than the miracles in Mitzrayim.
1: By the way, you're somebody who who you know constantly sees the support that diaspora jury gives to efforts like yours, like we've you know we've described it a million times on the air when you've been on in terms of what goes on in a regular day and a regular week with Yad Ezra Vishulamid. Are are you feeling the increased concern from the diaspora? Are you feeling the increased love and affection and and feeling, I hope, the increased support from outside of Israel during this time?
10: It's a beautiful nation. It's a it's a It's a merit to be part of these people. Everybody cares. Everybody's helping. Everybody, you know, people saying, I'll get on a plane. I want to come help distribute food. What can I do? What can I do to help? It's amazing. It's, we're Am Israel. and unfortunately, it takes situations like this where we all are united and together. There's no differences between us. We're all Hashem's people, and everybody is amazing to, to try to figure out what they can do to help. If everybody gives a little bit, we can help everybody. It's $26,000 per truck. We're trying to set out 80 trucks. Each truck has food for 200 families for a week. So we got to get to a lot of places. We need a lot of help. But like I said, Encomo, Amishel, everybody has a little bit, and we'll make it. Hashem Itanu. Hashem is with us.
1: So if I understand the math, everybody, $26,000 feeds 200 families for a week uh, because that's how much stuff is on each truck in terms of the ability uh, to distribute to all these families. So, again, Yad Ezra Amit has quite a, uh, a reputation for being able to really get what is necessary to, to those in need. Normally, we'd be concentrating, of course, on the impoverished youth that's the backbone of their efforts, but now it's everybody. Now it's the soldiers who need food and water. Now it is the uh, communities um, that are not evacuating, who are having trouble getting uh, supplies and food, In their local supermarkets for obvious reasons and obviously for the displaced families. I don't know if they go into detail about how much help they need. Uh give what you can, donate. Uh they've set up a special link so that everybody can contribute to this campaign. It's a pretty simple one. Yad slash food. Yad ezra dot net slash food. Do you do you have a lot of relatives in the United States, said
10: um, no, I'm, my parents were survivors of the Holocaust. I have my sister and my brother.
1: That's it. And and they're in the U.S. or in Israel? They're in the U.S. And what has their reaction been? Are they? Uh, uh, are, are, are you? Are you feeling? I mean, this is you know a uh, uh, this is a question not specifically about your brother and sister, but you're in touch. Obviously, I'm sure with them. Um, are you feeling the increased concern that Jews on this side of the world have for what's happening in Israel? A
10: hundred percent. I think it's actually harder to live abroad than to live in Israel because you guys watch the missiles landing in Israel. We sit here and go in the sealed rooms and dive into Hashem, you know, and you feel Hashem with us. It's very hard to sit over there and watch bombs being, you know, missiles being thrown at Jewish people. But um, like I said, Amishel is wonderful. Everybody's helping, and if everybody can help, we're going to make it. We are going to make it. Hashem is with us.
1: We're going to make it. Tfila Booksbaum is director of resource development for Yad Ezra Vashul Amit. We always enjoy her take on things, very spiritual, to say the least, something important for us to hear, especially from the Holy Land. Uh, anybody out there who can give, give what you can. It's Yad net slash food, Yad net slash food. Tfila, uh, we are thinking of you and everybody in Israel, and... Uh, Stay safe. Uh, Dash Ham, as we say to all the soldiers and all the families. And thanks so much for joining us this morning.
10: Thank you so much. We should hear good news soon.
1: Amen. More coming up. You're listening to a Tuesday morning edition of JM in the AM.
0: vermagt dich schra gesonzi shim
8: Twa ganali, Sile. Al on dee say no. al Yashem and locate Lachem, <laughs> We var it high, I say. How on the Mishma, I Ki Hashem Elokechem, Haolechem Lachem, Lihi Lachem Lachem, Imovechem, Liyoshiyachem, V'no marame. Ki Hashem Elokechem, Haolechem Lachem, Lihi Lachem Dio ci ha quando hakadosh nega umachala Vi schlag Racha vi Bichom haaseh ideye Bichom haaseh ideye Ki Yashem elok eichel Ma holech Li Yashemedoki gem, aho de jima gem, lachem y la gem, jimo
6: Di di da da di
0: Oi I'm shining new. Di di da
8: di Oi yo oi, I'm shining new. la 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 Oi oi yo I'm shining new. la 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 Child, I followed in your ways. Now that I am older, it is harder. I must say, I have my own free will. Still, I choose you. Being a servant's not a burden when you're working for the King who loves you like a son and daughter only wants to bring.
1: J.M. and the AM, Aye Künstler wrapping up the hour. Avodat HaLev, Benny Friedman, and uh, Joey Newcomb with Mika Amcha. That was by request. Mika Amcha is right. R.E.A. Künstler's Sahal selection before that here at J.M. and the AM. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world The web and on the Alchomsiegel Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Yassi Baumel's with us, Director of Development and Public Relations at Makar Chaim Institutions, resident of Efrat for a long, long time, from the very first day of Efrat. And uh, there's no doubt, uh, as he described to us last week, um, he and his family obviously directly affected, especially when you think of those serving in the Army, directly affected by what's going on. And he always has an interesting take. Now that we're on day 11 of this war, he always has an interesting take on uh, the news of the day. Yassi Balmul, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Uh,
11: good morning, Anachem. You know, there's a discussion raging here in Israel on the, in the media about what is the purpose of the media? Is it to encourage people or to, or to make people despair? For example, this morning on the radio here, somebody counted 18 negative articles in the first two pages of Haaretz newspaper, while uh, other places like Udiot, which are usually not so, you know, not so upbeat, were, were pretty upbeat. And, you know, and I understand that you felt that I was not, I was too upbeat for the situation.
1: Well, so, I, I well this is not a discussion that we should be having on the air. I, we, I, we'll discuss this another time. I'm curious about your take on the, um, on the announcement by the White House that the President of the United States is going to visit Israel uh, the trip is scheduled for tomorrow. I'm very curious about you know how things work here in America, and you certainly know how things work in Israel. I, I'm curious about the timing. I'm curious about the timing of the invitation by the Prime Minister. I'm curious about the timing of the decision by the President of the United States. Are you as perplexed by this as I am?
11: Uh, I think we are. I, I could tell you that I have one I had one view of it, but I heard FAA Tom speak last night. Uh, and uh, my, my take on this is very simple. They're here to uh, make sure that we don't uh, overdo things uh, from a humanitarian point of view. Uh, they're also here, I think, to try and talk to the PLO with the uh, hope that on, the, on the American part that after this is all over, we, our boys will have sacrificed so much so we can hand over the Gaza Strip to uh to the uh, Palestinian Authority, which I have something to say about that in a moment so that's on un- that's the negative side on the other on the other hand e. a. Tom who was went on and on about how this is a tremendous achievement. The fact that the United States of America, the world's superpower, is standing shoulder to shoulder with Israel is coming is there, that is sending their Secretary of State to sit in on in the in, in the internal cabinet of running the war that this is a tremendous 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 uh show of support, which is worth a lot of ammunition, worth a lot of blood, worth a lot of violence it's, it's a tremendous, tremendous. Um, boon for the state of Israel. Well, so there's a ga- to
1: look at it. I get that perspective, and obviously I've got uh, respect for F.E.A. Tom. But I'm more curious, you know, th- this trip I assume would not be happening. Uh, well, I shouldn't say that because the truth is Washington could put pressure on anybody to, uh, to make any decision and to invite anybody to anything. But if, in fact, this was an independent decision by Prime Minister Netanyahu, um, I mean, t- you know, time will tell whether this was a good move or not, I don't know. Something about it just doesn't seem, doesn't seem right to me. Like I just I, I feel like this is not the time for the President of the United States to be visiting Israel, especially based on what you just said, by the way. I, I get F.A.E. Tom's optimism and the optimistic side to all this. Believe me, I understand it, and I'm thrilled that the United States is reacting the way they have over the last 11 days. But I'm just concerned that uh, this visit is going to be uh, an opportunity for the president of the united states to try to temper the um the extreme anger uh, of israel and its government uh to try to convince it to behave a certain way in the gaza strip it it, it just i don't know i'm worried about it frankly
11: I, I wouldn't worry so much i think the americans understand very clearly that where we're holding right now and that any attempt by the government not to carry through on the promise to totally destroy Hamas and to achieve the goals of this war will, will cause the immediate downfall of the government with everybody quitting and, and spreading and nobody coming back in, to office afterwards.
1: Yeah, I hear that.
11: I mean, 87% of the people of Israel today want to completely, ta- you know, take over the, the Gaza Strip. That's the latest poll.
1: No, I hear that. Yossi he is with us from Israel. Uh, President of the United States scheduled to visit Israel Uh, trip takes place tomorrow. Now, I I, I am sure in Israel it's different. People have a much, much bigger right to, you know, to, to weigh in with their opinions. And the majority of people, of course, in some way, shape or form have served Israel either on the front lines or in some other way. Um, so it's very different there but I'm sure you're you're surrounded by the Mideast version of armchair generals the same way that I am surrounded and hearing every opinion from you know all the armchair generals here when people ask you why Israel has waited this long is there an easy answer
11: Are we talking about waiting this long from the beginning of the war until the, until now that they haven't gone in yet or are yeah, talking about mean, the last 10 15 years
1: No I'm just <laughs> Very good. Let's start with the first one.
11: I posted on Facebook yesterday, my son's song from nine years ago, uh, begging, basically the song says, BV, we left our families, we're on the border, we're ready to go into Gaza, let us go in. Right. You know, this is from nine years ago, nine and a half
1: years ago. The summer of 2014
11: correct correct so you know so that's that's one question right. uh, i think people are are giving him a lot of credit uh, as far as running the war um there are people are upset people are impatient Uh, But I don't know. I I think, and I have my complaints also, but the fact is that I think he knows what he's doing. I think his handling of Biden is an understanding that Joe Biden, inside his emotions, he has very good basic emotions and instincts. And, you know, if it's a question of appealing to those instincts as opposed to letting his handlers handle things, then we're coming out ahead. And I think that's what he's doing with Biden by inviting him here. He's really bringing out what uh, Joe Biden's good instincts as opposed to, you know, the process bureaucrats who will reprocess what he thinks, what he feels.
1: It would be it would be a slap in the face to the American president. If the prime minister decided today, tomorrow, Thursday to start this ground eva- invasion, right? It would, be, it would be a wrong diplomatic move.
11: I don't think so. I think he wouldn't do it without telling them first. But I think it could be that Joe Biden is here to see the beginning of the invasion.
1: You're, you're being serious.
11: I am serious. I'm serious. I think that they really uh, want to change the Middle East. And uh, and they wouldn't have bought all these aircraft carriers and all this stuff. I, I, something is I don't know. I don't think it's just the elections that are coming up in the United States. I, something has switched, and I really feel that they're, they're they're trying to do good things here. We have to be very careful because the end game is what's going to count. Because every time, and I think this is, uh, this uh, relates to a point that I want to make about giving over the. Gaza Strip to the Palestinian Authority. There's going to be a lot of pressure to do this, and we have to remember that the only difference between there and and uh, the Shamron and and Yehuda is the fact that we don't let them do it whenever the Palestinians and the PLO and their brigades here were able to we find the butchering of the Fogel family right. we find the butchering of Halel Ariel right. we find the lynch in Ramallah with the blood stained hands right. the only difference is that we we are here and there are Jewish settlements here and the Jewish settlements require Jewish army and therefore we are saving the entire state of israel from the kind of violence that 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 uh, happened in the in the uh, gulf uh, in the gaza uh, area right. and this is a very important thing to remember and it, there's going to be a big struggle about this when the war is over and we have to remember that we cannot in the end i know it sounds almost uh, like crazy to say this but there is no choice but to bring anita tucker back to her farm the gaza strip
1: we need uh, the same towns that we destroyed in two, or allowed the Arabs to destroy yeah, in 2005. Jew-
11: the, the history has shown without a Jewish presence in the place, we lose the control. I could tell you even right down the road here, the new road between Gush Etzion and, and Kir Arab, a beautiful new road. And the old, on the old road where we used to drive all the time over there, all of a sudden there's terrorists picking up their heads again because the Jews aren't driving there anymore. Jewish presence means peace. Peace for us and peace for the Palestinians to go to work, to live their lives. As soon as we leave, the terrorists take over, and we must not let that happen
1: this time. So when prime ministers of Israel have said to North American Jews who might be against some of the things they've done over the years in their negotiation with the Arabs, uh, when they say to us, if you only would have moved here, we'd be in a completely different situation, you would would, uh, agree with that 100%?
11: I'm not from the hardcore, you know, uh, blaming people why they don't come in Aliyah. I, I, you have to want to come here. Well, another hundred thousand
1: Jews in Judea and Samaria would have made a big no, difference. No, there's no
11: question. There's no, there's no question. There's no question about it. Uh, and uh, I mean, I could tell you that you know, if if I sound calm. Even though I have eight immediate family members in the army right now, if I sound calm, it's because I live in Gush which is a heavily Jewish settled area. And yes, I just traveled to Ticoa to pick up my kids, whose father is down in the, by the Gaza Strip. My grandchildren from Ticoa. And, uh, and uh, yes, I, you know, I, we our yeshiva's new campus was attacked by fire bombs last week. Yes, there are things happening, but still, the overall feeling when there's a Jewish presence there's peace, and you, they even let the Arabs come back to work uh, uh, when, when, when in, in such places now, which is, you know, a question. But the point is, if we are here and we control and we are strong, then there is peace for everybody. Meaning we what? Their Arab,
1: their, their Arab workers in the Gush today.
11: Yes, starting from yesterday. Not on our campus yet, which we really need workers to, to, to continue building. But uh, in the supermarkets, there are, and there are certain jobs, certain Arabs have come back. Even How many they opened school today, uh, yesterday already.
1: Schools open? In-person schools open?
11: The schools in Gushet are open. Uh, McCorkheim came back this morning. Last night we had a wedding the Kasowitz family, uh, uh, which has relatives in Teaneck and sure. the five towns, sure. uh, our graduate made the first wedding in our yeshiva campus. They, had, they were looking for a place where they could make a relatively small wedding uh, because of the rules, and uh, the, we had a wedding last night in the yeshiva.
1: Unbelievable. And this morning
11: I was talking to the, the uh, Druze guard who, uh, who shot at the uh, attacking Arabs who threw fire bombs at our yeshiva last week, uh, thank God, there was hardly anybody there. But uh, we have families living there, and he was very concerned uh, about uh, the families getting injured, the, the caravans going up in flames, and uh, he chased them away. And uh, actually, we started on a whole campaign of, uh, of we have we have a lot of security needs that uh, need to be filled, and uh, we, we we're in a campaign now to to get some of those things done. In the meantime, the army has brought us four soldiers who are living in the yeshiva, uh, so we're okay, But uh, but there's a lot of stuff we need to do to finish up the security, which we planned out a year ago. I think we planned the security for our campus better than the government planned uh, in the Gaza Strip because we, you know, uh, korchaim had our students captured, you know, the, the sure. kidnapping of uh, uh, the three boys and uh, uh, nine years ago, and we were attacked once they broke into the Beit Midrash in Faradzion. So we were very sensitive to these things. We planned a lot of security uh, components here, and we need to raise money for, for those things.
1: Yes, Baum was with us from Israel. How many... Uh... How many families in Efrat do you think uh, are without their husbands and fathers who are now part of the uh, called up reserves in Israel?
11: There's WhatsApp groups about what to do for the mothers and to watch the kids, and there's a lot. But in my neighborhood, we're all old old fogies already. So, like, you know, so like uh, in my immediate neighborhood, not that many people wait. But just just an example, and I'm just an average family, I have uh, two sons, three son in laws, and three grandchildren in the army at the moment.
1: Do you know where all of them are, or not necessarily?
11: Uh, I do, I do. Only one of them is uh, near the Gaza Strip. He's on his way back, actually. Uh, his kids are here in our house now. And he'll see his uh, kids for
1: how long? Does he have to go back immediately? He, or? he,
11: he came back, no. Uh, this is my son-in-law who came back, for, he was in the States for the holidays, and he had to come back immediately. Uh, and he was in Dakota, and he came back, he was away the entire time since since the beginning of the war. He came back yesterday afternoon, and he's on his way back to his unit
1: now. So he spent basically a day with the kids, or half a day, whatever it is. Yeah. Yossi Baumel with us from Israel. You always have an interesting perspective, especially when it comes to the episodes that we go through where they fit in in modern Jewish history, and really Jewish history in general. What are your thoughts as Israel goes through day 11 of this war?
11: Well, first of all, I would recommend everyone to uh, read over Zechariah from chapter 8 until the end. There are a lot of pro- prophecies there. Some of them have come true already, some of them not. But for example, just as an interesting one, if you look at Zechariah, the pasuk tet, it says, It's talking about the various cities of the, of the Philistines. Uh, and it says, Ekron the Ekron will be like Jebusite. It says the Radak that just like when King David c- c- conquered the land of Israel, but Jerusalem was a foreign enclave uh, within the area of the Jewish area, and is still the Jebusite still ruled the city of Jerusalem, so too in the times of Mashiach there will be a, uh, such an enclave for the, uh, for the Philistines in the, in the area of the Gaza Strip. <laughs> So it's right there. It's all been. I know. I gave a shir about this. I think even maybe in the Mizrahi. I think about fifteen years ago. <laughs> if you <didn't> remember? Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Also, the passage before says Avad and the uh, king of Aza will be. Uh, Destroyed, whoever that is there's lots of interesting stuff they, I don't want to go into here but I, did, I would like to tell you did they
1: get did they get the majority of the kings because we keep seeing reports that every head of intelligence and every head of the uh, uh of the resistance movement in the Gaza Strip leaders of Hamas have been eliminated do you think they've gotten all of them at this point Oh,
11: far from it, far from it. Most of them were mid level uh, guys they didn 't get the top guys yet, but wow. uh, they 'll get to it
1: you wanted to I add, just Jonas? wanted to
11: tell you yeah. remind you that our two uh, interviews ago before the war, you asked me about the political strife right. uh, in Israel right, and I told you about the Kabbalistic idea of Ra, where uh Adam was created uh, as a, and Eve were created together, facing up away from each other. Then God cut them down the middle, and then they were able to reunite uh, face to face. And I said, this happens with kids when kids rebel against their parents; they have to define themselves. Then once they define themselves, they can come back and love their parents again, and so on. And this happens with nations. It happened in Purim, and it happened. Whatever. Anyway, so I just want to point out that that division that very division that was happening in the land of Israel just three weeks ago, which we were all talking about, has disappeared. We've reunited in the most strong, wonderful new fashion, and as Rabbi Lau often says, Jews know how to die together, but it's about time we learn how to live together.
1: No question about it. And it, and it and it was at quite a, quite a price, quite a price, a very bloody,
11: a horrible, horrible, un un unprecedented.
1: But price. we do but we do have to horrible. remember, and I know that you're alluding to it, but I'll say it directly: we do have to remember that uh, the one above felt that this is something that the Jewish people needed at this time, and I I, I don't know if it's in, if it's improper to put it that way. What do you think?
11: Uh, I, I also hesitate to uh, be God's advisor or, right. you know, uh, backseat driver. Right. Uh, but it, it seems to be quite clear that we're being punished for our lack of unity. And, it, uh, and, and, the, and the solution is to be united. And, you know that uh,
1: In Jewish history, uh, unity trumps all, right? There are times when the Jewish people performed in not such a respectful manner toward the one above, but because they were reunited, they were spared any major punishment.
11: Right. Right. That's the second temple period. Right. Uh, but, uh, anyway, that's the story. And, uh, I really feel for the people in the United States. I know that it's difficult for us and we are suffering and we have a lot of problems. Uh, but, but I, you know what, it, it, a lot of people are telling me they have the feeling that they're sitting up in the bleachers while we're down here playing the game yep. and it's a totally different feeling. And therefore, I would highly recommend to everyone, Sooner or later, to come down to the playing field and uh, get involved in the game here, rather than watching for the bleachers yeah. uh,
1: out in New Jersey. Get get involved. I think that's where you are now. Yeah, get involved in the real in the real game instead of sitting on the sidelines. Uh, no question about it. Any um, <laughs> any uh, boy, I got to be careful how I ask this question. Any comment about those who've chosen this time to take an unscheduled trip out of Israel? Uh, those who uh, were supposed to be in Israel for a for a long period of time, but made the decision to uh, to escape as soon as they could.
11: Oh, well, thank you for reminding me. I have to cancel my vacation flights that I ordered with, <laughs> with, with the allow. <laughs> um, uh, look, I, I I don't want to be the one to say this, but the Labavitcher Rebbe. There was a video going around about somebody who came who visited the States and uh, was staying in the States for a while, and he went back. A Hasidic guy who wanted to go back to Israel and he told the Rebbe that his wife doesn't want to go back, she's afraid. He says, you're afraid to live in the land where the eyes of God are there from the beginning of the year till the end of the year, you're afraid? And we, we heard many stories about in previous times when people left here, I, look, there may be practical reasons. I mean, yeah, if yeah, The yeshiva isn't working or not running. You know what? So the guy's going to hang out on the street and right. get in w- trouble. That's I, why I, I say
1: I'm never, I'm never going to advise someone one way or the other. That's a decision with, that children and parents have to make. But I felt it's an opportunity to ask you what you think about the whole thing. That's all.
11: <laughs> yeah. Look, you know, I know, I know people who came for Sukkot. And uh, some of them stayed longer instead of shorter, some of them stayed shorter instead of longer, and some of them stayed out well so they there, as much the, as they
1: planned. there you're talking about a real practical issue usually I'm not, I'm not talking about them i'm talking about people who you know planned on being there for quite a while i'm obviously not talking about people who you know who needed to get back to work you know ten minutes after you that I get uh, but anyway I'm, I'm not here i'm seriously not here to judge anybody i'm just trying to encourage people yes absolutely' here so I'm, I'm here, I'm here to people. encourage people like you said about the Rebbe and other leaders who've said it. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you heard this. There's a there's a, an audio going around. Rabbi Wine was speaking to some of his former Talmidim. They were looking for Chizuk during this time. Rabbi Wine's obviously in Jerusalem. And the gentleman asked, um, uh, a gentleman started by asking uh, Rabbi Wine what he thought about, uh, you know, Should I bring my son home? My son is now in Israel. Should I bring him home? So Rabbi Wine says, What does he want to do? Meaning, What does the son want to do? So the guy says, Well, <laughs> he, he, he wanted to join the army Monday morning, meaning the morning after Shmini So He wanted to join the army. <laughs> so it's like, you know, if he wants to stay and be inspired by whatever he could do here, why on earth would he go home? And I, I thought that was an interesting approach. Parents very often make decisions for children. Um, and th- this I can say because I encourage independent thinking among the youth. Uh, and th- they don't consider what, you know, the child ultimately really wants to do. So anyway, not to judge anybody, just to encourage people to keep Israel at the forefront. Don't treat it, as Roy Riskin always told us, Yossi Balmo, don't treat it as Disneyland. Treat it as our homeland. Don't just head there for vacation absolutely head, head there when necessary and uh, absolutely
11: and on a practical level jerusalem Gushetion, a lot of areas are relatively quiet and relatively life goes on day-to-day life goes on uh, in a sort of normal fashion so, so if i, I if I, I if
1: i visited you i'd get a relatively good night's sleep you're saying
11: uh, uh, yeah, yeah yeah i mean i'm I, i'm lucky that my office at my home office is in my, my mama so i don't have to go anywhere right but uh we we don't. I mean, we had th- only three alarms here uh, in Afrat since the beginning of the war, and there haven't been any in the last uh, week a so few days uh, already. So,
1: have you heard of any? Have you heard war. of any families from the south that are coming to your community?
11: Uh, yes, we have uh, in Farajion. There's a group from Shlomit. We're here in, Af- in Afrat. We have a group from from. Uh, also, from, from, uh, some other places, uh, I forgot which one, wow. were doing their laundry, actually. Uh, and so. I actually reached out to Roy Fendel and I offered that we have a big house. We host people from Sterok. But so far, they prefer to go to the uh, government-paid hotels that right. they take them to in the meantime.
1: I uh, hear that. Oh, boy, I'll tell you. Yeah. How, how bad do you feel? I mean, obviously, there are people in much worse circumstances, especially those yeah. who are relatives of those who have been killed or abducted. But still, those who have been displaced, I mean, Nebuchadnezzar. We got to do whatever we can for them. Um,
11: you know, somebody somebody pointed out that uh, Gush Katif has been abandoned for close to 19 years—the same amount of years that Gushation was abandoned—and uh, you know, maybe it's time to go back. Wow! But there are places there that have been totally wiped out. There are stories there. There are communities there. There are heroes there that our kids will study in history the way we studied what happened in Gushation uh, in 1948.
1: I never even uh, thought of that. You're right. That, that that's one of the greatest. Uh, no,
11: of I mean, the greatest a lot sto- one out already, one of One of the greatest
1: stories of heroism in modern Jewish history, and now more of them are being created. You're right.
11: Yes, it's, it's like you know, it's 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 strange to sort of live history.
1: Hundred yeah, percent.
11: I mean, think of it this way: the 1920, uh, uh, 1929 riots in Hebron.
1: Yeah.
11: One hundred and twenty people were killed altogether throughout the entire country. Sixty seven and sixty eight in Hebron. Yeah that pales in comparison to what happened under a uh, sovereign Jewish state. Yeah, Think about why. that.
1: By the, by the way, 19 years from Hebron until the establishment of the state also.
11: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Ah. Thank you, Yossi. God bless. Uh, stay safe. And please, our dasham to all eight of your family members who are now serving in the Israel Defense Forces.
11: Okay, thank you very much for this opportunity and my best wishes to all of you over
1: there. Thank you so much. More coming up. It's Tuesday. It's JM in the AM. at Shalom Jacobs. That's uh, the Achenu that he sang. I believe it was Sunday night at the um, at, uh, at at a at a tefillah and Tehillim gathering that was done in Central New Jersey. He sent that to us um, uh, after the weekend. Uh, if you missed it, by the way, I, I posted it on, the, uh, on my Facebook page. Yesterday, Benji Kramer explained in his May Me Lim segment exactly what we're saying when we say the paragraph of "Achenu Kobeit Yisrael. It's worth listening to. It's worth teaching it to our students and children. It's worth uh, giving a lecture about it to our congregants and synagogues. Check it out, facebook.com slash Siegel. You'll see the link there. I'm encouraging everybody in spiritual leadership positions, including rabbis and parents, and teachers, uh, to, um, to study it with, uh, with our children and students. Let, let, us, let us make it even more meaningful, the prayer, by knowing what we're saying. Our good friend Andy Goldsmith is with us. He's Executive Vice President at Amit. Uh, we have described on the air countless times the incredible work that Amit does in Israel. Uh, best known for its network of schools that is um, very, very effective. Uh, we've done shows with them even in Israel where we've had the opportunity to uh, see some of these schools in action. And um, you can imagine how the folks at Amit have had to jump into action uh, once the war began on Shemini Atzeret. Andy Goldsmith, a pleasure to welcome you back to
12: JM in the AM. Thanks, Nachum. How are you doing, my friend?
1: Baruch Hashem, we are doing our best to keep everybody inspired and informed. We have spoken many times about the incredible network of schools that Amit um, is uh, coordinating in charge of, has developed, and now runs in Israel. Uh, Give us some of the stats. Let's start with some of the numbers, the number of schools around Israel, the number of students that Amit is responsible for on a regular basis. What do the numbers look like, Andy?
12: Well, I'll give you the background. Most of your listeners know us, and uh, Nahum, I just do want to start by thanking you. You have been so um, such a wonderful voice during this during this crisis and this crisis, which is not going to end quickly. Um, And thank you to you for being so gracious to so many different organizations. You're you're a lifeline, as you were during COVID. Uh, You are again during this war, which won't end fast. So, as you know, uh, Amida has 40,000 students and over 3,300 educators in 100 schools across Israel. Um, And unfortunately. Unfortunately, it's not our first war, um, and um, we really ran into action right away. By Saturday night, we had pulled out our our COVID playbook and. One of the silver linings of COVID is you really learn as a network of schools how to work quickly, how to work remotely, and how to work together. And we started doing that. So by Saturday night, even as the, the, the fog of war is, was still there, um, we already had our crisis committees meeting. Now, Amit is organized in a situation like this that every one of our 3,300 educators has 15 students that they're responsible for. All right. That they have to reach out to see where they're going. And we really mapped out within two days uh, as much as we could, where every single one of our 40,000 students were holding where they were, what their personal situation was, how many siblings, fathers, relatives were were in the army, um, were serving, were called up, and and unfortunately who was missing and, and who had family members that were killed. What quickly became apparent early on to our crisis committee was that Stierot was was the hardest hit. Now Stierot is sui generis; it's unique in the Amit in the Amit uh, network because we really operate in control all of the schools, all the education, uh, the public education in Stay Road. That's six elementary schools, three high schools, and 4,400 students. And it quickly became clear that Stay Road was ground zero. Um, that the kids there had been in safe rooms for four days or five days. They had witnessed a terrible, terrible things going on in their streets, um, and they were severely traumatized. In addition to, we have 350 educators in State roads that are also our responsibility. Um, so we really we jumped into action right away. Um, I called Donel Eldar. Uh, We've been on the phone uh, on a very regular basis and said, okay, the American branch, we're here. Tell us what you need us to do. And he said, give me 24 hours. And the immediate need that we assessed was trauma therapy. Why? Because we all know if anybody's had a trauma, God forbid, that a child that received trauma therapy as close to the trauma as possible will have a much better outcome in PTSD. Mm. Now, the challenge, the challenge is, okay, we have 4,400 kids. We are committed to having every kid evaluated, assessed, and get the therapy they need. Now, the whole country of Israel and many of us are going to need therapy when this is over. There's no question about it, right? But there's terrible trauma. But Sterot was unique because the level there, listen, I've got kids who received a, a text from their friend in Kfaraza, you know, that they're coming for me help. You know, a, a friend to a friend, and they never heard from them again. They, were, they saw shooting in their streets. And by the way, the people of State Road are tough and proud and heroes, but there is a, there is a break point. Um, now, we can't wait for the government. The government will give them counseling at some point, but we're doing it now, and in a mid-fashion, we jumped in feet first, um, and we're giving the counseling right now. Now, you've heard uh, correctly that Stay Road has been evacuated. I think only like 10% of the population is still there. Wow. We're going where we're going where our kids are going. Uh, for those of you who know, uh, by the Dead Sea area, which is a quiet area right now in Israel, they don't have a lot of alarms right now, all those hotels, by Masada, where those moles are like, have basically been taken over by the government, and the evacuees, a lot of them are going there. Now, why are they going there? Because the last thing you need if you suffered serious trauma is more trauma. Okay? And, and an alarm, um, you know, an, azaka, an alert for someone who's seen serious trauma is a triggering event. So We want them out of there. We want them in a, in a safe area as possible. And what we're doing is working with a lot of partners, a lot of partner organizations that we have relationships with is we're delivering the services and, and schooling also, to, to some degree, in that Dead Sea area uh, to those kids. Um, you know, there are 30,000 people in St. Road, they're depending on us, and the trauma therapy is, the, is what we're providing. Um after we heard from Israel what they needed we immediately launched a campaign in a day in a day we brought in just south of $700,000 which for us you know we raise 14-15 million dollars a year is a lot of money and we're going to keep doing it um you know we were there for those kids uh, yesterday um we we're we're there for them today and and we're going to be with them I think long after this is How do how do, how, how, do how,
1: pe- how do people donate specifically
12: for this? <laughs> Listen, Amit is well-known. It's AmitChildren.org. You go on through the campaign. is called Heal the Children of Roads." I think the, the, the reason we were able to be so effective in, in the first day of our fundraising is, you know, we've been around for 100 years. We have the highest ratings. We're fully transparent. We do dollar for dollar. And we do what we say we're going to do. It's really that simple, and, and I compare it to someone, you know, every now and then in the United States, you see a terrible trauma in the community. I live in the five towns or, in T, you know, friends in Teaneck, wherever it is, you see a terrible tragedy, and everybody has this immediate outpouring of support. Everybody wants to do something, and it's wonderful. But then the shiva ends, and it's a month after, and it's six months after, and it's a year after, and somebody has to be there then also. With trauma, and uh, what we've learned is, and this is, you know, the trauma here is is much worse because the level of violence and, and I'm I'm not going to go into the horror, but it's all true, all right? It's all true. The level of horror was so much greater. But also remember, in the Israeli psyche, there was one thing, secular, orthodox, no matter what you were, everyone was sure of. No matter where you were in the world, Israel would come and protect you. You could be in the Himalaya Mountains, and you needed to be evacuated, they'd come and get you. You know, you're in Entebbe, we're going to come and rescue you. That was shattered in this war, uh, the communities in the South were on their own for eight, ten hours, and sometimes longer. I'm not here to figure out why that happened. That's someone else's job. But we have to heal those kids so that a year from now, five years from now, ten years from now, they can become productive citizens. Every one of my kids is going to need some level of therapy. Some are going to need a lot of therapy, and some are going to need intensive therapy intensive therapy to get back to uh, to get back to normal if that's the right word i'm not a therapist i don't know if you ever get back to normal i think you'll learn just how to deal with it but that's what we're committed to doing immediately
1: the uh, campaign is available now at meetchildren.org meetchildren.org what's happening practically with all this and i know stay road obviously is a big focus and i'm you know i have no problem with that we know the community well and uh what they've gone through, and we've we've heard details that have not been in the general press about what happened in Stay Road that day. Uh, just like I'm sure there's details from every town that have not uh, at the that have not yet been um, publicized. Um, but in terms of the entire network, what's happening? In the Amit schools in Israel. Uh, We've been told that some schools are going to Zoom. We've been told that some schools have no idea when they'll reopen. We've been told that some schools have a very big problem because so much of their personnel has been called up uh, to uh, participate in the reserve duty during the war. What update do you have on the entire network?
12: So that so that everything you've said is correct. Let me let me explain to you how it works in Israel. The Ministry of Education has a war room. They make the decision as to whether schools can open or not. Right now, with the exception of a few places in the country and a lot and and in, in, in the Dead Sea area, like like in the Gush. Sold. I
1: mean, Yossi Baumel
12: just told us the Gush they're opening
1: today. So obviously, it's an exception. It,
12: the the exceptions are where the idf home command de- deems it safe to open schools right. but the one thing we've been we we were told i learned this morning which i don't know if it was knowledge but it is knowledge now is they expect this war to last 2 months to 3 months all right. That's, that's what we're looking at. And that's what we've been told to plan for. Um, so when a school opens, what's the issue the student safety? If you have a student, a high school of 2000 kids, you have to be able to put those kids into shelters within a two minute, three minute time period. If you can't do that, you can't open that school. Right. It's really that simple. Right. So we're looking at an extended period of time. Now, what did we do immediately? We have a, we have something we started during COVID, which is working now called that TV. It's two hours of, of programming every day for for our students and it's not just entertainment although there is entertainment to it but it's it's about emotional well-being I Amit mean, always has a holistic approach to a student in the belief that if a student isn't healthy mentally emotionally they can't learn so the programming is beamed out to all of our students and now it's actually going to be going out to all of all of israel through the ministry of education that's the first piece the second part is zoom school um, we are we are starting zoom school we all know zoom school really doesn't work that well right. okay it really doesn't work that well uh, i think you know it's like you give a kid a an ipad with minecraft on it it's like you know taking weight watchers to a buffet it's it, it's not really that effective but it's better than nothing so what, so what we're tr- what we're doing honestly is wherever our evacuees are We're going to be setting up, bringing our teachers there, setting up our schools there in connection with a lot of other networks of schools and organizations. The one thing that is really uh, wonderful about what we're able to do now is we're able to work with all of our partners, and there are fantastic partners going on here. They're fantastic partners in funding and UGA Federation and what they're doing. Um, They're fantastic partners. Uh, Really, everyone's coming together on the professional level. Now, what you said about the educators is absolutely true. we're a Dati Lumi network. We have secular schools, but for the most part, we're Dati Lumi, which is modern Orthodox, but not really the same. In Israel, it's different. Right. Many of our principals and teachers have been called up. I can't tell you the exact number. It's a lot. So on one hand, we are short-staffed. On the other hand, I mean, if you're a student, and you're, if you're trying to imbue your students with values, right, about the pride in the state of Israel, and they see their teacher and their principal going off to war, and then sending back videos from the front lines telling the students you be strong i'm proud of you i'm going to go fight for you we're going to be okay i'm yisrael chai i don't you want to talk about experiential learning i mean what better message is there to that Uh, we're bringing in our retired teachers we're bringing in some volunteers who are qualified In, in our senior staff at the reshet you know people that i've worked with for 10 years are now called up and running commando units you know, I, I obviously in the meetings with them, I have to be a little more careful what I say because you know I now I'm a little afraid of these guys. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it's it's amazing what's happening, um, but it's not going to be over soon. Um, It's not going to be over soon, and the damage here, uh, I think, is something we've never ever seen before. We're committed to fixing it. We're committed to fixing it, you know, today and and for for the duration. But it's not going to be simple, my friend. It's,
1: it's not going to be simple. Look, I uh, I say this almost every time we've done shows with you and uh, have spoken about the efforts that Amit has made. It is unbelievable that this uh, organization has been able to do all of this for 100-plus years. Uh, unfortunately, as we know, not to criticize, just an observation. Unfortunately, as we know, Jewish education is not always the most attractive cause, especially in times of crisis, frankly. Uh, but you guys have been able uh, to build an incredible network to service uh, God knows how many thousands and thousands, hundreds of thousands over the years of students, and, uh, to, continue, uh, uh, and to continue these schools um, uh, going at a, at a uh, uh, really high level, a really acceptably high level. Um, and now, as you pointed out earlier... It's not just a matter of keeping all this infrastructure going, but now there are so many services, especially in the area of therapy, that are going to be needed by students all over Israel, especially in Stay Road, as you described. And anybody who's somewhat familiar with the situation there knows exactly what you're talking about. And we hope that this campaign continues to do well because uh, we are saving lives. It may not be in the traditional life-saving realm that we think of, but we are saving lives uh, when we support Therapeutic services for the children who are going through all this. I'm encouraging the listeners to give and give generously. AmitChildren.org, As Andy said, all the information's there. Once you get to the homepage, you'll see exactly uh what they have to say regarding this current campaign. Again, AmitChildren.org, And we encourage everybody to uh uh to be as active as possible in this campaign, helping the children of Israel. Um any any schools? And again, I get the problem, I get the personnel problem, I get the safety problem. But have you been informed that any schools might in the network might open soon, or you haven't been told anything in that regard?
12: As of now, nothing. But you know what I told you five minutes ago will change five minutes from now. Right. What I, all I know for certain is this: I know it costs one hundred dollars, the three fifty, of four hundred and fifty shekel per session for therapy. Okay, that's what it costs. If we wait for the government and we do it through socialized medicine, it'll be three months till a kid gets assessed, another two months till a kid gets the first session. Our psychologists, our social workers, our trauma therapists that we hired are already on the ground doing their job. All right, that's the omit way. We do what's right for the kid, and we figure out how to pay for it later. And that's what we're going to keep doing. My is, the, is the no majority
1: of that being done face-to-face, or is a lot of it being done by Zoom, or are you not sure?
12: The, no, the answer is everything. Okay. The, one of the challenges that you have is most of the of the really great therapists the people who really know this are live in the center of Israel right. okay um, so in the periphery you're not going to have those people so some of it has to be done remote but in some cases listen a one-to-one is much more effective there's going to be group therapy there's going to be remote therapy there's going to be crash training programs for our educators to recognize kids with PTSD there's going to be crash training for social work students to be the, to be able to do triage you know, just like uh, Hatzalah and the like have to go into their Reserves and, and right. pull out, we have to pull out our reserves. Are you aware? There aren't enough trauma therapists. Really. Are you
1: aware that there are certain uh, uh, people in the United States, psychotherapists and mental health experts, that have volunteered their time to help people out from six thousand miles away?
12: Yeah, there are actually. I have a daughter who's a social worker who's on one of these hot, who's working on one of these hotlines. Um, the difference is this uh, with us, and I, we've gotten a lot of people volunteering. We're dealing with Israeli kids who we know very, very, very well. We can not accept someone wants to volunteer. It's wonderful. We don't know who you are yet, right. okay? There's a system of doing things. We're looking at treating kids. This isn't, this isn't a one-time, one-and-done right. kind of thing, right. all right? We need people that are professionals. When your kid is sick, you go to the doctor, okay? You don't call a friend who's a doctor and say, hey, what do you think? You take the kid to the doctor. You don't look on WebMD. We do things in a professional thought out clinical manner because listen we're going to have some really really damaged kids and the only thing that's worse than what what originally happened is if we have the ability to fix some of these kids and we don't do it you know so this is our moment and we're going to be up to the moment
1: uh andy goldsmith executive vice president over at amit uh campaign is up there it's very simple everybody and of course we added to the list of uh of uh, causes that we are recommending during this war help out the children of israel by helping out amit carry out what andy described AmitChildren.org to donate again amit a-m-i-t children.org to donate and uh andy i hope that the campaign continues to do as well as as it's been doing so far
12: we're going to fix some kids malcolm and we really appreciate your help
1: uh my pleasure Keep doing the uh, amazing work that you and your staff are doing. More coming up. You're listening to a Tuesday morning edition of Jam in the AM. JM and the AM. Kershen Viroba. and she banabita mikdash. Going way back in time with that classic here at JM and the AM. Tuesday morning broadcast. Uh, don't forget that at 11 a.m. this morning, it'll be uh, Avrami from Israel. If you want to hear the perspective of Avrami from Israel, he'll be doing the live lunch. That'll be live starting at. Uh, 11 a.m. Eastern Time right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Coming up five minutes from now, Rabbi uh, Dr. David Hertzberg on reflections on the current situation. Rabbi Hertzberg, of course, is doing our Israel at 75 segments Tuesday at 9 a.m. Today he's going to, uh, he's prepared a, um, a brand new uh, program reflecting on the current situation. Rabbi, da- Rabbi Dr. David Hertzberg, again, reflections on the current situation coming up five minutes from now. Um, right here on the Nahum Siegel Network, and then again 11 a.m. for Avrami and the live lunch from Israel. So keep that in mind. A uh, lot of great causes. Want to again acknowledge our friends at Art Scroll that have donated tens of thousands of Gemaras, Daf Yomi Gemaras, for the IDF. Meseches Kedushin. That's the Daf Yomi that's uh, being studied at the moment, and. Um, now what can I say? We've, uh, we're associated with a lot of amazing people that are doing great things during this war, to say the least. Uh, go to uh, artsgirl.com. Whatever you order, make sure to use promo code radio for your major discount and your free shipping every time you go to artsgirl.com. You know what we say, always make sure to use promo code Radio. Um, listener Sina writes a special shout out to sweet baby Tamar Gifter Farakoway two years old today Tamar it was amazing spending the Chag with you your mommy, daddy, Bubby Zadie, and the Gantz Mishpacha. you sure are one special little Nachas machine I love you to the moon and back and then some with much love from Bubs, who apparently is actually back in Florida we know her, her as listener Sina from the Sunshine State that's how we know her and it seems more and more people know her that way as well. Uh, tomorrow morning, we're back starting at 6 a.m. We are hoping, we are hoping that Rabbi Josh Fass, co-founder of Nefesh Benefesh, will join us tomorrow. We're hoping. Uh, we're actually keeping the slot open for him. So t- tomorrow, we will we'll either have a, a whole host of guests or may, maybe as many as none, uh, depending on who confirms for tomorrow. Um... But again, we are, um, we are holding that slot for tomorrow for Rabbi Fass. And hopefully he will join us, Bezrat Hashem, here at JM. And I am very anxious to hear what he has to say. Achenobi <laughs> our brothers and sisters in Israel. <coughs> we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish <coughs> moments in the morning radio program. <coughs> Excuse me. Heard on listeners sponsored digital radio around the world, of web and alchemesegal.com on the alchemesegal network, and of course, any beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing Tuesday here at JMN. My thanks to Tefila Booksbaum, yad-ezra.net/slash food. yad yadezra, ezra dot net slash food. My thanks to um, Yassi Baumel. My thanks to Andy Goldsmith, ameetchildren.org meetchildren.org um, to donate and um, and if you don't receive our daily thread write to Avrami he'll make sure you get it if you don't receive our daily thread af at nalchamsegal.com af at Malcolm Siegel, n-a-c-h-u-m-s-e-g-a-l dot com have a fabulous Tuesday till tomorrow Malcolm Siegel reminding you remember to pass live the present and trust the future